Hello and welcome to the podcast about side characters that go questing. Yep, your favorite <laughs> podcast, Side Character Quest. Well, I don't know if it's your favorite podcast. If it's not, that's okay. If it's your fourth favorite, I don't know, tenth favorite. Either way, we appreciate you, listener. Hello. And now I am been rambling, so someone else, please stop me. Ty, stop me. This train is going. <laughs> Hello, this is this is me, and I am Ty, and I am the host and DM. Do you realize, Sam, like almost every single one of these, you have started by saying, Hello, this is a show about character side characters that go questing. <laughs> I mean, it's what? true. It You're is. not wrong is the thing. You're not wrong. I, I cannot argue with that. Oh, man. Um, how, how, are you, how are you feeling today? Now that I think about it, just anything could be a quest. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the whole premise of this show. Like, I'm going to learn to bake a, a cake. Because you have to, like, get the ingredients. You have to follow this instruction. It could be treacherous. You could lose, break a glass. I don't know. Like, stuff could go down. And then even if you're, like, obviously there's your basic adventure and dragons and dungeons and all of that. And that's, like, an obvious quest. Like, real, you know, very real pumpkin basic. spice latte. Mm. Yeah, very pumpkin spice latte. But then you also have like your other like more random quests, but like anything could be a quest. Like I'm going to the store to get some eggs for my cake. That's a quest. So like, and then what makes a side character? Because everybody is a side character. Someone else's story. Like we're all our own like main characters. Like I get it, but like I'm a side character for somebody else. Yeah, I... You know? And, like, if I do anything, it's a quest. So, really, we're all side characters. And we're all questing. That's just life. I mean, yeah. Uh, Got super philosophical. You're welcome. Life was the side quest we had along the way. Oh, man. How, how are you feeling about getting into the just the nitty-gritty of this actual show, huh? I suppose... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to uh, do you want to do a quick recap? Um, I've forgotten everything. Yeah, cool. All right. Over the course of this arc, we have seen uh, Leslie, a librarian slash wizard. Well, I know who character is. Listen, I'm doing a recap for the audience, <laughs> <laughs> not for you. All right. We we met Leslie, a librarian slash wizard, um, gets a uh, grant. Ooh, don't forget the chicken. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> oh my god. Um, gets a grant to start a library, goes to a city to pick up um, sort of the seed collection to start that library. Along the way, uh, meets mysterious characters um, and goes to deliver. Feather's not that mysterious. Yeah, okay. Uh, goes and delivers, um, was going to, uh, deliver a, just, just run a quick errand, just deliver some books to, uh, uh, a stranger that she met in the city, just, uh, you know, be out of the kindness of her heart. Kind of a nice, nice gesture that she, she did. Um, and that's where we, uh, pick up, right outside of Derma Lodge. Um, yep. Yeah. Good enough? That was, that was terrible, but it's good enough, right? That was really bad. It was really bad. Okay, uh, but it's not- Can I do it? Yeah, go for it. So, we have Leslie. She is awesome. 
She's a librarian and she wants to spread learning and knowledge to everyone and make it accessible because she wants a public because those don't really exist in this because Ty didn't think about it, but I did. You're welcome. And along the way, <laughs> she meets some friends like a chicken who might be familiar or might just be a chicken. We don't really know, but that's part of the fun. <laughs> and then she meets a really nice orc friend named Tucker and um, she's going to help Tucker because Tucker can't remember anything <laughs> like anything like we're talking about really bad amnesia plot device <laughs> like nothing she's going to help Tucker and now she is being really really kind because she met some guy somewhere who wanted a book from the professor Tucker who she was staying with and she was <laughs> like okay you know public library I'm going to give this book to this person so she's going with Tucker to deliver the book Oh, and she made a nice little cloak for Feather. Yes, perfect. You want to get into the, the show? I suppose. Cool. Fade in. Wait, no, fade out. Fade out. All right, we, we ran into some slight audio problems uh, with the last mic we were using, so you might have heard some weird, like, clippy things, but uh, hopefully we, we switched to another mic. Hopefully everything's fine now, and we can uh, move on from here. So, fade in. As you made your way up the mountainside, nose deep in the city guidebook you packed for this trip, you barely noticed as the storm grew worse and worse. Now, standing in the open doorway of this ancient place, thunder cracks and wind wails ushering you in, ushering you and Tucker in. And feather. <laughs> yes, exactly. The massive iron doors of Derma Lodge thud shut behind you. There is a thrum in the air as they close, a sense that you have entered an ancient place, a safe haven against the storm raging outside. The beautiful stained glass windows that form the front facade of the lodge let in only the barest trickle of light. Spikes of color dance along the ground of this place as clouds move outside in the storm, shifting the sunbeams that play across the windows. Tucker stands behind you, close to the door. As soon as the doors have closed, her tense, ready-for-action posture changes, and she begins to rub her arms and blow on her hands to warm herself. Uh, what do you do? I mean, I'm gonna try to look for Durham. All right. Um, roll me. Uh, so, so you look around this this space, and it's just it's very dark in the the space you're in. Um, you can see shapes um, in the darkness away from uh, where this this little bits of light is playing against the ground. But uh, but yeah, it's it's very dark in here. Uh, roll me a perception check, I suppose. Okay. Uh, Seventeen. Wow, really good. Um, looking out into the darkness, uh, you see just dozens of dwarven figures. Um, you see the silhouettes of craftspeople, priests, hunters, men and women of all walks of life, all lovingly and artfully rendered in this cave of memories. Um, walking forward through this, this crowd, you occasionally spot people in pairs or small groups, but more often than not, these appear to be vignettes of individuals. Uh, you see them living their ordinary lives, performing mundane acts, but depicted with an air of poetry and heroism. Um, this is clearly 
a place that has been set up with a a sense of respect um, and artistry and and like yeah it, it seems this is a very carefully laid out place with a uh, seventeen. Could could you roll me a Arcana check as well? Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, cool. Um, that feeling when when the doors shut, that feeling of of safety, that that sort of thrum, you have the sense that it had a weight to it. Um, there was, it it felt like there was a a a pulsing like energy that that shot that passed through you almost. It was more than just a, you know, more than just a feeling. So what you're telling me is there's magic here. Yes, there is magic here. You could have just said that. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Uh, but you don't see any people moving around. These figures that are all around you right now, uh, they are completely lifeless. They are not... Uh, they're not like people that they're are not lo- zombies. They're not zombies. They're not moving around. They're not doing anything like that. They're just figures. But if somebody wanted to do a necromancy spell, would it be easier with them? Roll me a. Uh, I, I think roll me another Arcana check. No, I'm just. Oh, just. I'm a- just asking you. I'm not actually gonna. Uh, Leslie's not going to do a necromancy spell right now for no apparent reason. (laughs) Okay, okay, fair. Yeah, I mean, these, like, taking a closer look at these, like, you see that these are not just... No, this isn't Leslie asking, this is Sam asking. (laughs) Well, they, okay, so... uh, Leslie wouldn't ask this. I would ask this. She would not. Okay, so so what I'm trying to lead to is that um, the... The audience right now might not have listened to Lore's Ark, and so they might not remember that these, what these figures are. Can I tell them? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Y'all, they're taxidermy people. <laughs> Ty is that messed up. <laughs> yes. He decided to create a whole cemetery of taxidermy people. I really like how you say taxidermy. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, um, they are taxidermy people, and uh, with that in mind, presumably you could uh, do some sort of, like, necromancy, uh, were you so inclined. Um, although, they are just, like... like I it's could just, bring my coven, and then we could... Yeah, yeah. They, they are just um, skin. Like, it's not like they have bones and stuff inside. Um, so. Well, presumably they have stuffing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, stuffing and wire and, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, but yeah. So you uh, are, you know, are just uh, just you and Tucker and Feather hanging out. Is Feather freaked out, or is Feather chill? Feather is still wearing um, that little pillow cozy cloak that you uh, made for her last episode, um, and her him. Uh, Feather is <laughs> Sam just shrugged. Um, Feather is just, just seems completely unperturbed. Not not really. Cool. Because if thing. Feather was uncomfortable, then I would want to, like, speed through this, you know? Yeah. Tucker seems uh, very curious, but not uncomfortable right now. Um, I would imagine as we're walking through this very creepy assortment of um, taxidermy humans, or not humans, dwarves, um, that Leslie would be really excited because she's read about this place. So I would imagine that she is excitedly talking to Tucker 
about all the facts and pointing out the random people she recognizes being like, Oh, it's George the Great. He made the best wood carving in all the world. <laughs> oh my goodness, my gran had one of his wood carvings and like that type of thing. Totally. Uh, and, and Tucker's, you know, uh, I, it's um, interesting. Uh, when, when you're saying that, um, you guys are walking by this uh, figure that is, um, you can see them sort of whittling a shape. Uh, with with their little like pocket knife, so um, so yeah, you you're looking through, pointing out all of these different um, these different figures, uh, and Tucker, you know, is leaning in and uh, goes to um, goes to like grab one of those the little wooden carvings and uh, and pick it up. Are they just? You can't touch that. Put that down, Tucker. Put that down right now. Uh, they she uh, stands up very straight as you you say that. Um, what? Um, why not? Because it's disrespectful to the dead. You don't want them to curse you. Is that a thing that they can do? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well. I never studied religious studies. It wasn't really for me. Better safe than sorry, I suppose. That's what I always say. Uh, she, she steps back away from those and, and is now like, Still looking at the things, but like giving them a uh, a respectful um, distance. And, and as as she backs away, um, she backs into something on the ground that then like clatters over. And Leslie just goes like, takes her hand, smacks her head, and just like, <laughs> like, come on. Uh, Is there like a office space in the back or something? Yeah. Like, where would Durham's office be? So uh, as you you walk farther back um, into the uh, towards the back of this this cavern, um, it narrows in. Well, it, it has gotten it has gotten very very dark. Actually, can you do you have any like source of light? It was like daytime when we left. Yeah, the storm has blocked out a lot of the light, but also the stained glass windows are very they're very close to being opaque. You know, like they are not letting in a lot of light. Tucker seems to be doing okay. Do flashlights exist? Uh, no. But you, you might have, do you have- Could a, I have made a flashlight? No. Really? I mean, and you haven't said that you were going to. Do you have like a, do you have a lantern or anything into your supplies? I know, but I feel like a flashlight would be cooler. <laughs> do you have like a light spell? Do you have like a, do you perhaps um, have a spell that I gave you last week, which can produce light? Did you? Maybe. Oh, I'll use that then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, it was the minor arithmancy. They can produce a, a, a cool heatless light. Yeah, I'll do that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you you generate a. Um, I guess I guess you hold out like your hand or something. Uh, maybe pick up a stone or something, and um, use minor arithmancy to uh, create a heatless light. Uh, to well, I pick up a stone and then I take out my pen and I scribble an equation on it, and that's how I do it. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, with that, um, light is cast around you, uh, giving you enough enough um, to uh, enough to see by and continue forward. Um, as you you move forward, uh, the big cavern that you're in uh, narrows. The crowd of figures uh, sort of dies off, and you can see 
the cave continuing back in the form of a um, a wide tunnel, uh, maybe like 10, 15 feet across. Okay, where's the office? Uh, continuing through that tunnel going forward, you, you go ahead maybe another, you know, I don't know, a ways, a ways, uh, and this tunnel um, opens back up into another large cavern. <laughs> um, this you, It opens up into this large cavern that uh, is actually, I don't know why I made you just ha- find like something to light your way because I'm about to give you a space that is actually lit. Um, so you, you open up into this large space that has a, a soft glow uh, permeating it. The tunnel that you're going through opens up onto a ledge in the, the sort of middle height of this, uh, this space. And in front of you on the ledge are three long bridges crossing a great open space. Uh, two of them spiral up and down into the darkness, and one is cutting straight across to a large decorated door flanked by two figures. And sort of in the center of the room is a, a metal chandelier. Um, off to the side of the ledge, uh, you see a small opening with a lit, uh, you see a small opening to a, a room that is lit from within, uh, and you also notice a, a hand cart next to it. I go there. Okay. Walking over um, in that direction, uh, you pass through a an open doorway um, and enter into a lit workspace. Um, there's all there's tables. Um, there are there's sort of a, a chemical smell. Um, there's you know, lots of tools out laying out. Um, there's a few uh, diagrams up on the wall, and then there's uh, appear to be a few empty, long boxes um, that are that are just open, um, made of. Are the boxes sp- people size? Yeah, they're people size. There's no people in it though, um, but okay. they're they're people size. You said boxes, and we are in like a cemetery type place, so I was thinking coffin. They they look like maybe like they they look kind of coffin shape, um, but <gasps> dun dun dun. But there's there's nobody in them. Um, you might yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair. Uh, Listeners, just so you know, we are in the month of the spooky when this is being recorded. I don't know when you'll hear it, but right now it's spooky. And Ty and I just took a long walk in a cemetery today, so that's where all of this spookiness is coming from. If you're getting a spooky vibe, you're correct. Sorry for all the listeners who are listening to this in early to mid-November and are like, what the fuck? It's after Halloween. Don't give me this now. Language. Oh, sorry about that. This is a family-friendly program. Oh, what the dingle dang. Oh, but yeah, this this space, uh, there's, you know, just there's a sort of desk space as well, all those workspaces, um, but it, it is once again uh, empty. I'm going to look to see if I can find like a like a name plaque okay. or a door plaque that says Durham, <laughs> because if there is, I might just like write a little note and leave it on the book and leave it on the desk. Interesting. Okay. Uh, roll me an investigation check real quick. To find Very a name DC. plaque. Well, yeah. I mean, you're looking through a bunch of stuff. I mean, you don't so see. So difficult. <laughs> Wait, what's, what am I, investigation? Investigation. It's quite the investigation. I'm, I'm Sherlock over here trying to find a name plaque. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> oh, no. Oh no. 
<laughs> I got a one. Ooh. But I get to add plus five. Uh, you don't <laughs> because it's a critical failure. Wait, I don't get to add to a critical fail. No, what? critical failure is automatic failure. But also, like, otherwise it would be a six. So, like, still not great. Um, what? I know it's it's so cruel. Uh, yeah. So you you start. I just want to like do this errand and go about my day because I want to help Tucker. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> so uh, you you start looking. Um, going over to the desk uh, area to sort of shuffle around some of the papers. Um, but as you do, uh, you hear a large, like, thudding sound off in the that uh, central room that you had just just left. Uh, and it distracts you from, from looking through uh, the rest of this stuff. That seems unfair. This seems unfair. This is, you're mm-hmm. just, you know what? You know what? I'm sorry. This is unfair. Um, you do hear that noise, but, uh, you, you looking through the, um, you, you do look through the, the, uh, stuff on the table. You don't find anything with a, a name on it. You find a, a coat that looks like it, it, or a robe that looks like it matches cloak. Cloak is the word I want. Um, a cloak that matches, uh, the one that Durham was wearing when you met him at, um, the sounding stone. Use or sending stone, just sitting off the back of the one of the chairs. Uh, you also see um, just sort of like newspaper weather report, just kind of like life things. But do I see any pictures like of his family or like his dog or something? No, nope, no pictures, no nothing like that. But but that's yeah, sad. That's that's all really. But he doesn't have any pictures of his family in his office. <laughs> yeah, no no pictures of family. Do I at least see like can I do like a whole Sherlock thing where I'm like looking at the cloak and I see like a cat hair and I know he has a cat and like I don't know I feel like Sherlock could probably pick up more than just ah you have a cat. Well, I mean, li- it's like ah you have a cat and you have like family problems and you're you're estranged from your mom and you are secretly harboring some type of grudge to destroy the world. What? That is something that I would not, I will not give you <laughs> after with that a crit- <laughs> with a critical failure. I was willing to be like, okay, it's unfair for me to not give you anything. You're just looking at a fucking room. You can tell if there's like, this is such a cursory glance, but if you're going to want to like <laughs> do a whole <laughs> Sherlock investigation, then no, I'm not going to give you that with a one. Uh, really? No. What if it's like not really related to like what I'm doing? What? Like it's unrelated information. <laughs> okay, I'll say that you think, oh boy, you just figured out everything about this guy. <laughs> He's got three kids, uh, four dogs. No, not fake stuff. Uh, like real hey, stuff that's just not related to like. Listen, you don't goal. know if it's real or not. <laughs> You rolled a one. You have no idea what 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 you're just figuring out over here. <laughs> but this is a fantasy world, so if I believe it to be true, it can be true. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm gonna believe he has a cat. Okay, cool. Because I found a cat hair. Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely a cat hair. Definitely. I, I gave a little okay sign and uh, winked at the camera. There, there you go. He's got a cat. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Totally. I'm really good at this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I go check out the thudding then, because maybe it's him. Uh, yeah. So um, as you uh, step out back out of this office space um, and look in, back into that center chamber, um, you see question. Yes. 
Did Professor Tucker not like this guy? I'm, I'm vaguely remembering me mentioning something and Professor Tucker not being totally on board. So, uh, Les- And I kind of cajoled him Le- into letting me help. I, I believe that Leslie could not tell that Professor Tucker didn't particularly like this guy. Um, but Sam could. But Sam, I think that Sam could. Uh, is how I, I could remember it. Um, but it was more, like, mm, I don't want to read too much more into it than that. I was going to give more information, but. Uh, Maybe he like lost a bet with him. <laughs> Maybe they were doing some sort of like drinking dart game. And like mm-hmm. Professor Tucker was like, ah, I don't think you could do this. You could hit the thing or the target with a start. But then like Durham was like swindling him and was like pretending that he couldn't. But then he did. And so then Professor Tucker lost some yeah, he's money. A dart and so he's a little bit upset. Mm hmm. Yeah. Eh, maybe. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe. Well, with my one, yeah, I figured you are, this all out. You are 1,000%, 100% sure that is exactly what happened. Yeah. Let's just say that's what Feather thinks That's happened. what Feather thinks happened, yeah. Feather knows. Yeah, Feather has been secretly like... Mm-hmm. Anywho, the thudding. Uh, thud, thud, thud. Thud, thud, thud. Um, you step back out into that, that main uh, central... Uh, space, that big, big open cavern. Um, and on the uh, main bridge that is just cutting straight across um, to those big decorated doors, you see <laughs> you see uh, Durham, and he is leaning against the door and just sort of like slide, you know, s- sort of like half slid down, leaning against the doorway. Is, um, is that your friend? I think so. Uh, Mr. Durham, sir, are, are you okay? You don't look so oh, good. Oh, fuck. Um, oh, uh, hello. Uh, how, oh, what are you doing here? I came with your book, sir. Oh, all right. Right here in my hand? And I, like, wave the book. Uh, you, <laughs> oh, right, right now. You came with the books. Now is when you, you came with, the, okay. And then you hear, like. I said I was coming. <laughs> you hear another thud, um, and he kind of like shakes. Um, that's great. I really appreciate it. If you could just maybe set those books down and then wait for me in another room, that would be wonderful. I would love that. Tucker, what? Uh, uh, not Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> I've given you th- two characters named Tucker. What's third? <laughs> uh, Durham, what's 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 happening? What's behind that door? Do you are you in trouble? Do you need help? No, definitely not. And then you hear another, and this time the door like opens up maybe three or four inches before he closes it back again. Um, and you could see Leslie some- puts her hands on her hips and she gives him her librarian sass look. I, now I know you're not telling me the full truth, I, Mister. I don't listen. Um, I, uh, I, and I'm about to have you roll a persuasion check to get him to open to to open up when the door slams open and he gets knocked thrown to the ground, uh, and you see a very large figure, maybe six, uh, six and a half feet tall, um, step forward in full armor and carrying a long halberd. What's that? A halberd is kind of like a spear, but with an axe on the head. That's a bit too much. That's too extra. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and this figure, uh, steps forward and 
um, Durham uh, lands on their back and is sort of like crawling away towards the bridge, away from this this massive figure. Does is this figure um, in in orc like Tucker? Uh, roll me a uh, perception check. I can see. You can. You'll see why I'm asking. <laughs> so so what oh I'll tell you, uh, they, they are in they are in full armor, so it's hard to tell. Uh, because they're in full armor, but if you roll me a perception check, I might give you more than that. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, take that. I got a 22, so suck it. Nice. Um, so with a 22, you notice a few things about this figure. Um, first of all, uh, their features, um, they look decidedly human. Uh, they don't look um, like an orc. They don't look like a dwarf. Um, they, they look human. Um, their armor uh, is very, um, it looks very, it looks like a very old style. Um, they appear to be wearing a very, uh, a, a tabard uh, over their armor that has uh, a crest emblazoned on it. Uh, and <laughs> you just made a face. Um, and also with, with a 22, I will tell you that what the crest is? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, the crest is uh, an image of a boar. Knew it! Yeah. Called it. Knew it. Um, totally called it. I knew it. Listener, just know that I knew it. <laughs> I called it. <laughs> and um, I will also say with a 22 that you can tell that the armor is all very old and rusted and the uh, tabard looks threadbare. This is not who I think it is, is it? Who do you think it is? Oh! Who do you think I think oh. it is? <laughs> no, it is not who you. Th- it is. It is not Roderick. Okay. I will. I will give you that. Well, you said boar. That's no, no, but yeah, that, that that's fair. That is fair. But uh, he, he didn't. Ha- his tabard didn't have a boar on it. But there was boars on his art. Yes, there. He he had a boar on his hammer, which he got from his family. It's a family heirloom. So this person's related to him in some way, maybe. Or has sworn feel, fealty to his family. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Listen, I don't know. Um, anyway, you should probably uh, roll me initiative. No! <laughs> I'm not a part of this fight. I'm just a librarian, All right, that's, okay? Okay, that's that's fair. Uh, you don't have to do that then. I have not waited in yet. Okay, cool. Um, in that case, uh, you do not have to wait in. Um, what happens next is uh, the figure approaching Durham swings down the halberd. Um, and strikes his leg. Uh, you hear him scream out uh, in pain. Okay, I guess I'm waiting in now. <laughs> okay, roll me initiative. But don't worry, you, know, you have Tucker with you. Yeah, but like, always these men getting themselves in trouble. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let me go ahead and... This is, I, I did not make a fighter. Just so you're aware, uh, I made somebody who was good at reading the books and teaching the books and passing the books to other people. Ooh, 19. 19. Yeah, that's really good. Roll for them. Oh! <laughs> uh, Tucker rolled a 19 as well, but they get a plus one. So 20. Okay. And the other one gets a nine. So it is Tucker's turn, and um, Tucker uh, rushes off ahead of you um, across this bridge and uh, manages to get just up to up to this figure and is going to try to um, strike at them. Holy fuck! 
<laughs> she rolls a critical 20. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, she, she rolls a critical 20 and uh, swings her. Um, so as, as she's running forward, um, Durham is like screaming, like holding his leg. She steps out in front of him and just swipes that stained broadsword that she's been carrying, swipes it mm-hmm. at um, this uh, this knight. And? Uh, and does some damage, I'm about to roll. God damn. <laughs> uh, does, th- uh, oh, because I roll, I, it was a d20, so I roll twice. Jesus Christ. Does 19 damage. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> God damn. Okay. So what happens to the guy? Um, uh, while she's doing this, I'm running and I'm gonna try to move Durham out of the way. Cool. The the knight uh, stumbles back and you see um, you see them just sort of get pushed back and as they they do, like you see just like dust uh, fly off of them. Uh, and yeah, you you start rushing forward um, and it is your turn. Are you just gonna you're just gonna pull Durham away on your turn? Yeah, and as I'm pulling him away, I'm gonna be shouting to Tucker to like, just try to disarm him. Just try to disarm him. I don't want to kill anybody. <laughs> uh, and, and as you say that, um, Durham says, "Just take his head off." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I'm like, "Don't listen to him." <laughs> uh, and and with that, um, so hearing hearing you say this, um, Tucker Tucker nods to you, and then the knight is going to strike out strike out at Tucker. Um, and the halberd slams against um, the halberd. The blade of the halberd actually slams against um, Tucker's shoulder, but it doesn't. It, it seems to like you know knock her, but not actually cut in. Uh, almost as if the blade's been dulled somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and after taking the hit from the knight, Tucker steps forward, um, tosses her sword to the side, and tries to grapple this knight. Uh, which is going to be a strength v strength, uh, because she's trying not to kill him per your request. Ooh, geez, that's not great. Uh, oh, <laughs> it worked out. Uh, she manages to uh, knock him to the ground um, and is now like holding him in place. Uh, it is your turn. Okay, I um, put my glove on. Okay, my magicy glove. Um, I've, at this point, I've, I've put Durham kind of a distance away and kind of left him mm-hmm. there, presumably still howling. Um, and I, I come over and um, to, to the knight, if he can be called that. If he can be called a knight. Um, and, I, and I hold my hand and he's like, I, I don't want to hurt you, but you need to state your business and who you are right now. I abhor violence and I must put an end to this. And I'm like, have my hands out like, like, ah, like fear me. And I'm totally bluffing. Yeah. But yeah, (laughs) that's very good. Uh, I guess roll me a intimidate. But, but Tucker can tell I'm totally bluffing. Gotcha. Um, so are you, are you, uh, trying to intimidate this figure into backing down basically? Yeah, but I I don't even know if you need to have me roll for this because honestly, I'm probably not doing a good job. Uh, roll roll me an intimidation just cause. You know, maybe, maybe, who knows. Okay. I should get disadvantage. Sure, give yourself disadvantage. (laughs) I'm not gonna make it easy for you. (laughs) 
Hey, I was the one who didn't make it easy for me. Yeah, that's fair. That's so what I'm saying. You can't take credit for this. <laughs> I'm. I take credit for making it difficult for myself. <laughs> yeah. That was three. Who? And well, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's it three. Better, so it's gonna be three. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um, this figure uh, does not care. So you're you're standing in front of them, holding your hand out, and basically like in front of their face. But maybe they're charmed by me. No, they're not. <laughs> um, and uh, you should let me roll for did that. Did you did you push Tucker to the side when you did that, or is Tucker still holding them? No, Tucker's still okay. holding. Okay. So wait, but Ty, listen. So this is my thinking. I did bad at the intimidation, so I gave myself disadvantage. But I'm being charming. You know what? So I should get. No, okay, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give you inspiration for deciding that you would be bad at this. <laughs> so inspiration, do you know what inspiration is? No. Inspiration is when you do some when you make a decision that is mechanically bad for your character, <laughs> but which like I think is a oh, that's a really good bit of role playing. I can give you inspiration, which you can then use to give yourself advantage on some future check. Um, so you next time you want, you can just give yourself advantage. Okay. But you only get that once. So until I give you inspiration again. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, roll a a check to see if uh, this if the knight can uh, break out from underneath Tucker. Jesus Christ. Okay, so um, <laughs> the knight uh, rolled a five on a strength v strength, but Tucker rolled a critical failure. So the knight uh, throws Tucker to the side and, and they then reach forward and grab your hand. And as they do, uh, you, <sighs> you see a glow in their hand, uh, a sort of like darkness in their hand, and something happens, which I will now read to you. Wait, how could it be a glow, but then also a dark? Yeah, fucking weird, right? That doesn't make sense, Ty. It's poetic as fuck, some might say. Um, mm. <laughs> the knight uh, grass grabs your arm, and I need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Can I get advantage? Uh, using your inspiration? Go for it. Yay! So I need wisdom. Wisdom saving throw. Okay, so that first one was 15. Well, that's good. And then the next one is 17. Damn, both of those would have gotten it for you. Um, so the DC was a uh, 15 on that. And <laughs> let me just tell you, you were, you were glad that you, you got that. You feel like you feel a, a sort of weak in your knees as this, this shadow of this person's mind like brushes against yours and you feel a series of images like pound into your your into your consciousness you hear like the bustle of, of city life you feel a long ride on horseback a sweat of so you smell the sweat of soldiers in training you see stone rising from the earth all those sorts of things just pass through your mind very suddenly but that is you, you push that aside and are now just standing there uh, with their hand grasped in yours. Uh, Tucker stands up behind you. Um, I want to do something. I will let you. Go for it. Because he attacked me. Yes, that's fair. Go for it. I want to do magic. Okay, do magic. Do some fucking magic. I'm feeling this. Okay, what's the magic that I, what's the magic that I can do? You've got a lot of magic options. 
You've got. I want to do. I know I have the glove. Yeah. You don't have to do the glove. And I could. I know because I did that already. Yeah, you did that already. Oh, it would so passe. So I want to show off other stuff that Leslie could do. Yeah, show me some other stuff Leslie can do. I have an idea. You got so excited. What is it? You're not going to let me do it. Oh, come on. What are you about to do? <laughs> oh, I know what you're going to do. <laughs> I just do it. Wait, what do you think I'm going to do? No, I don't want to tell you because I don't want to give you the bad idea. <laughs> no, tell me the bad no, idea. I will it might wait be better than mine. No, because I will. the idea I have, I will definitely not let you do. Wait, first of all, where's Feather? Is Feather okay? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, as soon as you uh, were running across the bridge, Feather, uh, you you let Feather hop off, and uh, Feather is standing like on the midpoint of the bridge. What is Feather doing on the bridge? Uh, Feather is um, sort of flapping. Uh, no, but Feather should be. No, I dropped Feather off not on the bridge. I would not leave Feather where Feather could fall into some chasm. Okay, <laughs> Feather is probably in the office. Okay, Feather's back in the like, office, reading some of the newspaper. Okay, there we go. Perfect. Okay, I would feel better if Feather was reading the newspaper in the office. We see Feather reading the newspaper, reading, <laughs> reading the weather report in uh, in the office. Oh, come on. Feather would be reading, like, the style fashion pages or something. Come on. Why would she look at the style fashion? She's got the coolest cloak already. You don't have to own it. You can yeah. just appreciate it. That's fair. It. All right, uh, what, do you, what, what's, uh, what do you do? Okay. So, unbeknownst to everybody... Oh Okay. <laughs> Including myself right now, but obviously Leslie knows. But like, this is a big reveal, guys. Uh-huh. Big reveal. Leslie, she does magic, right? Yeah. By like doing writing equations on stuff. Yeah. But mm-hmm. one of the ways she did magic with her bike and made it fly was she wrote stuff on the bike. And that made it fly. Yeah. So she tattooed herself. To have certain magic symbols. Okay. On her skin. Okay. But you can't see because she always wears those lovely sweaters. Yeah. So she's got magic already. Okay. And it's going to be a special spell that she made when she was really young. Yeah. So she hasn't tested it that much. And this was back in her angsty teen days. Okay, what, what are you about to do? <laughs> okay. I'm so nervous. I mean, I really like what you're laying down right now. But I, okay. I'm kind of making it up as I go. Yeah, I can. I can tell. I can. Everyone can tell. Everyone knows. <laughs> Continue. This is really. It's well very good. Out. It's very yeah. good. I'm impressed. It's very good. But so she made it in her teen angsty days yeah. when she was like really not liking being in her small town with her family, and she like wanted to do bigger and better things. So she was trying to be rebellious. You're really trying to sell me on this thing. I'm not going to let you do. Yeah, what is this? Shut up! You are going to let me do this. And so she had this spell that she created, which was kind of a dangerous spell. Oh, God but damn it. <laughs> what is it? So she tattooed it. Yeah. On her arm, mm-hmm. and that's why she always wears the sweater. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> and it is. Um. Uh. It's 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 a spell that like summons like fire. That is so. Much less terrifying than I was expecting you to do. Well, I was going to make it be worse, but then as I was going, I was like, "Mm, 
like Leslie, if, okay, if I'm going to go with the story that she did this as an angsty teen, then what would an angsty teen think was going to be like cool and dangerous? Gotcha. And like all teens are like secretly pyromaniacs. So yeah, totally. But it's like cool fire. It like makes shapes of like of animals. Like like a wolf. Yes, yes, like a wolf. It's like a wolf fire. Like it's like a summons a wolf made of fire to be all like ah. So is this like is this a tattoo like sort of on your on your your forearm or something? Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. I, I really like the idea that you have this like radical tattoo on your forearm, which is like why you always wear sweaters even like even when it's fucking hot out. So uh so you you cast firebolt on this this person? Firewolf. <laughs> you you cast Firewolf on this person. Hold out your hand and uh, sort of. Well, they're still gripping my hand. Oh, right? you're right. So wreathing around your forearm, a uh, a fire, <laughs> a flaming wolf sort of starts dancing around your forearm and then shoots forward to hit this thing. Roll me. Um, you're gonna want to roll a d10 for damage. Oh, I guess I guess. Um, sorry. Roll me a um, just a d20 to see if you hit. You'll have advantage on this because the person's like. Holding on to holding you. me, yeah, and you'll add plus five to that. Uh, twenty. Fuck yeah. Ooh, twenty-five. Wait, so wait, so you rolled a critical twenty? Yeah. Shit, dog. Um, roll two d ten. Five. Sweet. Two. <laughs> oh man, only seven. So you, uh, you. <laughs> this is so much build up. Um. Describe to me what this looks like as, as it strikes this person. Um, it just like, it gets, it gets, so it was around my wrist and then it gets bigger. So it's like an actual wolf shape and it just like leaps on top of him with its paws and it takes its like mouth and it tries to like go for his neck. That's really cool. Um, as it, it does, it, uh, it, it only briefly holds that, that exact wolf like shape, um, before it, uh, dissipates into just a, a fiery burst, um, on this, this figure and, they, uh, you can hear sort of like a sizzle as this thing. Um, do they let go of my arm at least? They do let go of your arm. Um, and okay, I leap backwards. Yeah. as they do. This. You 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 <laughs> leap backwards, and at this point, um, Tucker uh, steps forward because they had they had uh, let you go ahead in the in their the turn order, um, and they are going to uh, also s- strike at this person, like kick them in the like basically like the ribs, and they're going to do an unarmed strike. You guys are all rolling very fucking good. Yeah, well, I know. Hmm. They, despite the fact that she was like kicking into the um, sort of armor of this this thing's torso, ugh, it, it feels like a visceral, like thud, like really just heavy impact. And it does it does four damage. Not that not that great. With that, the the figure is going. Can I can I shout again? Like, who are you? Uh, yeah. Um, you. Sh- but like more terrified now. Uh, you you shout that, um, and Durham behind you says, "Don't try to talk to it. Just kill it." You see the knight like place one hand on the ground and just sort of grind it into the cave floor, um, and stand up. And there's sort of embers, um, still burning in the face of its helmet. Um, so it pulls the helmet off, and underneath you see this—you see the a, a, a very old, leathery face. 
Is it a taxidermy person come it, to life? It is a taxidermy person come I to life. I called it. I said necromancy. You did indeed. Uh, Didn't I call it at the beginning? I was, <laughs> oh God. You did indeed. Uh, and it. Uh, Jeez, die. And it is going to um, step forward again and try to uh, swipe at, uh, I guess, you this time. Um, so it's going to try to hit you with a. Uh, I think that it's probably dropped the halberd in all of this, so it's just going to try to strike at you with a, a unarmed strike. Uh, does 14 hit? Where do I find it? Is it under my armor class? Armor class, yes. Oh, it hits. All right. Uh, only does uh, five damage. Okay. And now it is going to be uh, your turn. <sighs> I'm conflicted because Leslie doesn't want to kill something, but if it's already dead... But then again, I listen to other parts of the show, so I know that things that appear dead are not always thusly so. But I think Leslie still wouldn't want to, like... <sighs> I'm going to do the glove thing again, the defense thing that, like, makes that, like, shieldy thing to protect us. Okay. Yeah, so you um, you cast uh, shield with the thing, which gives you a bonus to your AC, I believe. You You know that can be used as a reaction, so you can use that, like, when the person tries to attack you. Well, I didn't know that. Okay, well, now you know. Um, well, I think Leslie's going to be brave. Uh-huh. And she's going to cast that, and she's going to, Tucker, get Durham out of here and get Feather out of here. I'll try to hold him, and I'll run after you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you you do that um, and are, are sort of holding them back, um, and Tucker steps out, steps over, and would they do this? I don't think they would. I don't think they would be. Do you think? Is it is it fair for for me to say that, that she would not do this? I feel like you're her only friend at this point. <laughs> so I don't think that she would be willing to do that. Um, I I feel like in this moment she is going to uh, she is going to um, try to swipe at, at attack this person with her uh, with her sword again um, and just hit aim for the the plate mail non lethal blow. Yeah, and that, that does definitely hit 20 to hit. I'm sorry, I can't... I can't leave you by yourself. Doesn't do a, a lot of damage. It only does um, 6, but uh, bingo bango, 6 is exactly how many HP this knight had left. You see uh, another burst of like dust as the blade hits against the um, plate armor, and this figure uh, just sort of steps back and it starts to move, the head like swivels towards you um, in a very unnatural motion, uh, and then starts to, it starts to step forward again, but then its knee gives out and it collapses against the ground, uh, letting out just this, this musty scent uh, as like air just poofs out away from it. And it is uh, collapsed on the ground. All right, I drop my shield and I'm just like, panicking and I turn to turn to Tucker and I'm like thank you don't mention it and then I run over to Durham and then I like check on him oh oh fuck fuck you uh come up to him and he's he's you see him he's like grabbing on grabbing onto the the railing on the edge of this this ledge next to the bridge and is trying to pull himself up but his um leg as he put, tries to put weight on it, it just sort of like, ugh, like shifts out from under him and he, he hits the ground again. 
God! Ah! Oh, Here, geez. hang on. Don't try to move. We'll help you. Oh, thank you. Um. Oh no. Uh, um, Durham, where did that? Uh, why did that? How did that? Ah! Uh, Explain, please. Oh, that? Uh, I don't know where that came from. Definitely have no idea where that came from. You guys are. are uh, pulling him up, and do you walk? Do you walk toward back towards his office, or what? Where do you go? Yeah, I think we're taking him back to his office. Okay, you're walking across the bridge as as you talk. Um, I I don't know what happened here at all. Uh, definitely have no idea. Durham, I may only have recently gone to the big city, and I might look like a small town girl, but I know when there's something fishy afoot, and I smell fish. I, 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 I have, I will just be completely 100% honest with you. I was just performing my normally, my, my normal, my completely normal priestly duties in, in the temple. And that taxidermied knight just came to life and started trying to attack me. I was doing nothing wrong. Okay, do I believe him? Are you gonna uh, make me roll something? Uh, do do you believe him? I, I feel like if you want. Okay, so Sam would not believe this person, but I feel like Leslie would be tempted to. So can you make me roll something, please? Yes, I will make you roll. Roll me okay. an insight check. Uh, I don't. I don't feel comfortable saying that Leslie thinks he's being shifty because yeah. I don't think she would be. I'm gonna say you have DC ten on this. Okay. No, I'm gonna say you have DC. Seven. <laughs> like this is very, very low. Okay. What am I adding to it? Uh your insight um skill. <laughs> okay. I got 18, so. Yeah, you can tell this guy is lying. Um you can also with this with an 18, I will also say that he is uh he seems to be like when you guys stood up and you were getting ready to um, you know, you were gonna like move him somewhere to sit down. Um, the door to that space that he that the knight came through was is still open, and he just very quickly kind of like tried to like turn you and direct you back to across the bridge. So he is trying to move you out of here. So Leslie, so Leslie kind of shifts his weight so Tucker's holding him. Yep. And she runs back to the door. I don't go. I don't have any problem with you going in there. And I open it. Uh, go opening up this door. Um. Uh, by the way, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, there were two figures on either side of the door. They're just like, they they look like dwarven guards, but they're they're also taxidermed uh, figures. I'm standing on either side of the store. Uh, they're not like important in any way. They're just set dressing. Just for anybody, any any listener who is like, hey, what about those two fucking people that that like Sam just completely didn't? That's why. They're they're not important. Um. So you open you open this this door. It's a, a it's not nearly as heavy as the door into the Derma Lodge. Um, this this one is seems a lot more decorative, you know, yeah. And, but inside, you enter into a circular room. 
um, on the far side of this room, taking up almost a third of the space. Like if this if this uh, place was like a pie chart, it would be like one third of the uh, the pie chart. Um, you see an altar that is covered uh, haphazardly with incense, books, candles, that sort of thing. Uh, in the exact center of the room between you and the altar, you see the lip of a circular pool and there's stalactites above the pool dripping down into it. And then all of the other space, the space that's not the altar and the pool, um, are all just uh, wooden pews that are sort of wrapped around the circle, um, facing either towards the pool or towards the uh, altar itself. That's that's what you see. So nothing suspicious. Uh, I mean, there's there's like I said, there's all sorts of like just stuff scattered on the altar. Okay, I go to the altar to look at the stuff. So moving forward uh, towards the the altar, um, you get a better look at all of the things uh, scattered about. The main thing that you notice, like a lot of the a lot of the candles and stuff, are just things that look normal for this space. Um, there's a lot of like religious imagery that looks like it's been there for whoever knows how long. Like it, it looks like it's part of this space. But the books uh, that are scattered about, uh, you see various diagrams listed on them. The the titles uh, imply. Was Durham doing necromancy? That would be a fair guess. I don't think I need to drag this out any. Uh, yeah, he was definitely doing some sort of necromancy here. Okay, well, I, I'm reading the, like, magic charts or pages or whatever, and I and Leslie, Leslie goes, oh, no. Yes, and... Oh, no. And I look at the book in my hand that I'm supposed to give him. Yes, which, uh, taking a closer look at them now, I don't, I don't know if you've done that at this point. Um, they are all on uh, necromantic topics. In the center of the altar... Uh, you see a circle that has candles lit all around it, and um, taking a close look at that, uh, you can see there is a, a faint glow or thrum um, coming off of it. I don't, there's nothing, nothing to see there. Just, oh, look, just completely normal religious ceremonies. Come on back. Mr. Durham, can I ask you a question? I say this as I'm not like even attempting to leave the spot. I'm just standing there and I'm giving him my like, again, hands on hips, the librarian look. Yeah, and he is he has been, uh, as you, you had turned around and like run back, he um, ha- has been just kind of like shuffling, trying to follow you uh, on his broken leg and, and is leaning against one of the pews like on the up- back at the beginning of the room, and he's just kind of like waving you to try to return. Now, Mr. Durham. Uh, yes? I know that you are doing necromancy. I have eyes. Uh, why would you have what you... I have eyes. How? In this book, uh, and I hold the book that I'm supposed to be giving him or grab it for my bag or whatever. I'm like, yeah. I don't really think I should be giving this to you right now unless you give me a pretty darn good reason why you are working with this dark magic. Uh. Oh. God. Damn it. Oh. Um, he leans against one of the um, pews and then just sort of swings himself and collapses onto it uh, and, and you know, puts his head down and his ha- hand in his heads, or his head in his hands. I'm waiting. Uh, have you, like, walked up to him? No. 
Okay, <laughs> you're just <laughs> projecting across. The room, the room's structure allows your voice to project pretty well, um, so you don't even really have to shout. Oh, yeah, and I know, I know, because I'm a librarian, I don't shout. Yeah, very good. Have you heard about... He, he leans back and, and uh, sighs and looks at you. I, have you heard about what happened here a few months ago? Something about some storm that was raging always, but I thought that there's always a storm here, so I'm confused. Leslie, there was... There's been a lot going on lately in this world, right? We, we, the storm just got, the storm over also, Mount Also, is Rana. Tucker in here listening to? Uh, Tucker is. Um, Tucker is walking over and, like, looking at the pool that's in the center of the room. Okay. First, the storm starts raging out of control. Just so much that no one even ever wants to go outside, right? No one no one wants to go through they everybody is trapped in the caves basically because it's too I know the feeling. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh quarantine. <laughs> um then we start having weird corrupted animals like th- squirrels and wolves and uh, mountain goats and stuff just rippling with like with elemental energy. It's cr- just Intense, just everywhere. And is our peak here to help us? No, he's a he's a loser. He he can't do anything. He he had he he had no chance. He had to go to some roustabout to get help just to do his job. All right. And now I hear about down down south, down where down in your part of the world, we start hearing about these. Weird skeletal people in the woods. Things are going crazy, is what I'm saying. And time and time again, the peak fish has proven himself to be completely inept. And I am not willing to let my home collapse because some new, like, appointed, just somebody grandmothered in isn't able to do his job, right? So, so I had to look into coming up with my own sort of defense. And there's a lot of, I mean, I mean, a fucking skin house, man. Like, what, what else am I supposed to, to, like, I have all of these resources. I have the best warriors and the best art, artificers. I have the best beasts. I have everything. The best everything of all of Mount Rana's history. And so you took it upon yourself. Yes. The man that you are, that you will be the savior of our world. You and solely you. I mean, I wouldn't put it like, I wouldn't put it like savior of the world, but like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like messiah. I know your ilk. I've seen it before. Got a little bit of a god complex. I, well, I mean, it's not like, it, it's not like I was putting all of my eggs in one basket here. And you think you're the only one who wants to save this world, the only one who's concerned about these goings on. You didn't think to maybe, I don't know, 
talk to other people, get a council, get a vote in. You just decided to take it upon yourself to build an army of dead people. Well, I mean, it wasn't going to start with the whole... Like, wait, are, are you... And he kind of perks up and, and seems to be misinterpreting what you're you're saying as like maybe you're interested in doing this. And he's he's like, well, hold I on, mean, I, on, I didn't just on. put all my eggs in one basket here. I have I have other things that I was trying. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I think we should take this to Professor Tucker. Ugh. Yes, he knows things. He might be able to help. There are answers. We don't have to turn to dark magic to solve our problems. We have perfectly good brains inside of our heads. If we just use them, we will come up with a solution. Now, tut tut, let's go. Come on. And I start leading them back out. Uh, he, he pauses and he's like, um, there's... Could you just do me a favor real quick? Uh, the circle on the altar, could you break that? Because if you don't, then, like, the guy's gonna just get back up in a few minutes. I go over and I break it. Uh, and as you do, there's, like, a, a just sort of a, like, a, a feeling of just, like, energy pulse through you. And that's where we're gonna end today. All right, well, thank you, Sam, for coming in today. Oh, you glaring at me. I'm allowed to. Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely definitely are allowed to. And you made this character that I created, which is like peace-loving, learning-loving librarian, and you've made her fight twice now. Uh, so well, I'm allowed to be not happy with this. That's fair. Uh, how about we uh, go ahead and pitter-patter on out of here? Pitter-patter, pitter-patter, pitter-patter. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. You like making fun of really, really bad ghost hunting shows? There's one in particular we enjoy making fun of. It's called Ghost Adventures, and it includes things such as... Bad fashion sense. Grown men yelling at nothing. Outrageously large belt buckles. Too much hair gel. And unfortunately, a lot of really cringy, painful, and socially unaware stuff, too. I'm Cassie. And I'm Max. We're the hosts of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. Find Insanely Haunted for free wherever you get your podcasts. This is this can all just be bloop stuff. It's funny. I'm I'm hearing you from the other room like so much faster than I am hearing you in person. Um, what do you mean hearing me in person? You're not hearing me in person. What? Oh, this is man. virtual. This is all virtual. Yeah. Who even knows? I think by this point, people would have figured out. <laughs> figured out what? I don't know. Who knows, man? Figure out why. You know, nothing. Who knows? <sighs> I've been reading a really depressing book for the past like two hours.
And I want to be funny and peppy because Leslie is, well, I don't know if she's funny, but she's definitely peppy. Do, do you want to hear some knock-knock jokes to just get you in the mindset? No. That no? just make me angry. <laughs> okay, fair. Well, what were you going to propose? Um, I want to do like a fun little intro. Okay. What, what, do you have something in mind? Not really. Mm-hmm. But you know how in Gilmore Girls they have the little intro before the credits and sometimes the little something to do with the like upcoming stuff, but like usually only barely. Uh-huh. I want to do that kind of little intro. So now question, are are is this is this an intro to like in, in- What if we got super meta Leslie introduced the show? Okay. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Okay. And so am I just going to be talking to to Leslie? Yeah. Okay. Hello and welcome to Side Character Quest. This is me, Ty, the host and DM of Side Character Quest. And with me, as always, if by always you mean, uh, no, not not always at all, uh, is. That was a confusing. That was a confusing intro. intro. Want me to try again? Yes, please. Hello. Welcome to Side Character Quest. It is I, your host and DM, Ty. And I am getting very toasty in this sweater that I'm wearing. And so I'm going to pull it off real quick. Uh, Sam, take over for me while while I strip off my shirt. Wait, I'm not supposed to be Sam right now. I'm supposed to be... Wait, put your phones back on. You messed it up. What did I do? Fade in. Shit, I didn't actually pull up my notes. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Feather nose. Feather has been secretly, like... Mm Mm-hmm. Mm, no, that wasn't going to work. Um, I was going to say uh, Shercock because it's a rooster. No, but then I no, was like, that doesn't no, work. That doesn't work. No, That's for that really the bloopers. That really doesn't. That really doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Anyways. Anywho, the thudding. 